Good morning. A really warm welcome. Well done, those of you who remembered the clocks went forward. It's good to see you. And those who haven't remembered, we'll see you in an hour. <laughs> it's great to be able to come together and worship God. And we know that many are still badly affected by COVID and unwell. It's good to see some people returning after their bout with COVID. And uh, we hope and pray that we see an end to this COVID outbreak. God is good. All the time. And a really well, warm welcome to all those who are mothers, grandmothers, those who mother and care for people, those who are adopted mothers, and for those who are struggling because they can't be mothers or lost children. We welcome you too. And you are in the presence of a living God who loves you and cares for you. But the psalmist says, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord, all the earth. Why? Because Jesus is risen. He's not dead. And so let's stand and sing. See what a morning. Lord, we thank you that your name is powerful. You are mightier than President Putin. You are mightier than all the Russian armies. You are mightier than the COVID virus. You are mightier than our greatest fear. We thank you, Lord, that you are mightier than all things. What an amazing name is Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, that we know one day every name, every person is going to bow at the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you that one day all people will look and see your glory. And Lord, we thank you that right now we're in your presence. We pray in this time of worship, your presence will fall. Your Holy Spirit will just dwell within us. Because, Lord, we want to give you worship and glory and honor. We want to praise you for the mighty gifts that you have poured out upon us. We want to praise you because you sustained us for another week. We want to praise you because you have blessed us. Lord, we thank you that you love each one of us. And Lord, we pray that as we worship you, you will build your kingdom. Amen. 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 Please do sit down. So, today is Mothering Sunday. To those who gave birth this year to their first child, we celebrate with you. To those who lost a child this year or at any time, 
And at any age, whether a child or an adult, today we mourn with you. To those who are in the trenches with little ones every day and wear the badge of food stains, we appreciate you. To those who've experienced loss through miscarriage, failed adoption, or they're running away, today we mourn with you. To those who walk the hard path of infertility, fought with prods, pokes, tears and disappointments, we walk with you. And forgive us when we say foolish things. We don't mean to make it harder than it is. To those who are foster mums, mentor mums and spiritual mums, adopted aunts, we need you and thank you for all that you give. To those who have a warm and close relationship with your children, we celebrate with you. To those who have disappointments, heartaches and distance with your children, we sit with you. To those who've lost their mother this year, we grieve with you. To those who experienced abuse at the hands of your own mother, we acknowledge your pain and your experience. To those who've lived through driving tests, medical tests, exams, and the overall testing of motherhood, we are better for having you in our midst. For those, for whatever reason, have faced the de decision to terminate a pregnancy, we remember them and you on this day. To those who are single and long to be married and mothering your own children, we mourn that life that has not turned out for you the way you longed for it to be. For those who are step-parents, we walk with you on those complex paths. To those who envision, envision lashing love on grandchildren, yet that dream is not to be, we grieve with you. To those who will have empty nests in the come, upcoming year, we grieve and rejoice with you. To those who have travelled the world, leaving children behind, or have seen their children travel to find new life, we feel your tension whilst you are parted. To those who have placed children up for adoption, we commend you for your selfless and remembering, sorry, for your selflessness 
and remembering how you hold that child in your heart. And to those who are pregnant with new life, both expected and it's surprising, we anticipate with you. This Mothering Sunday, we walk with you. Mothering is not for the faint-hearted, and we have real warriors in our midst. We remember you. And please know that wherever you stand, in the continuum of mothering, you are loved and appreciated. God bless you. church. Happy Mothering Sunday to you all. Um, in a moment we are going to pray. We are going to pray on this day and if you are somebody who resonates with anything that Ian has just said, can I invite you in a minute to stand and I'm going to ask if you are a teenager, if you're a, if you are a little person, if you are you know, of a younger generation, can I invite you to come and sit with me on this step? And we are going to pray for all of the women in this room. So children, young people, if you consider yourself young, please come and sit on this step with me. And I promise there'll be something wonderful that will come after for you to participate in. Come on. Do any of the young people want to come up? And you can sit with the children if you like. Lovely. Okay. Shall we stand up for a minute? Thank you. Okay. Whether you are an expecting mother, whether you have been a mother for a long time, whether you are a grandmother, a spiritual mother, a mentoring mother, if you are a female in this room and you have children that are close to your hearts and if this day has some importance for you, I invite you to stand now while we pray for you. Thank you. Shall we pray for them? Yeah. Lord Jesus, we just thank you, God, for every woman in this room. We thank you, God, for the different roles, the different paths and the different contexts that you call us, Lord, to invest in, the young, in this young generation. Father, we ask, Lord, that you would help us, Lord, to walk in the times of joy, to hold on to you in the points of pain, and to, and to trust you in the moments of struggle. Lord, we thank you, Father, that we are incredibly blessed, Lord. We thank you, Father, that we have a wonderful privilege, Lord, to invest in a young life. We ask, God, that you would 
bless those that do just that, whether they have someone that lives in their house, someone that lives on their street, someone in their school, or someone, someone in their family, in every context, Father. We thank you. Lord Jesus, I just pray, Father, for the wonderful importance of this day, Lord. And we ask, God, that you would be with those, Lord, who feel such joy in celebrating motherhood on this day. Be with those who feel pain and feel struggle, Lord, on what this day brings. Thank you, God, that you are with us always. Thank you, God, that you love us individually. Thank you, God, that you speak to us according to our context and to our walk of life, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Would any of you guys like to pray? Anybody? Caroline, would you like to pray? Lord, I thank you for all the mothers today, no matter what your circumstances are. I thank you for giving them the strength and the mercy for being parents and the selflessness that it takes to be a mother, Lord. And I pray for all of those who are um, expecting and that haven't quite had the circumstances go to plan, Lord. And I pray that you just bless them with hope and mercy. Amen. God bless all the mums. Amen. Thank you guys very much. Thank you guys. Would you like to go take a seat? Oh, yes, I forgot, sorry. We have some wonderful handmade gifts to give you all this morning. Guys, there behind you are all of these beautiful boxes. In each box is a recyclable paper cup, a hot chocolate sachet, and four very tasty marshmallows. You can put it, you can... You can make it in your car when you leave, or you can wait, hold on to it until you get home. But yeah, would you guys like to pick one up? And would you like to give them out to every woman in this room? Take a basket, yeah. Thank you.
That's lovely. Thank you very much. Here they come, the last few. We hope as you just sit and have your hot chocolate, you'll just see there's a prayer there. Just Okay, that's fine. If you could just um, spend some time maybe just praying and praying about your pain or whatever you're going through. We've just got, it's got, got a great guest now and Monica's going to come forward. Monica, good to see you. Thank you, good to see you all. Okay, well, let's turn the microphone off, otherwise they won't hear your pearly words of wisdom. Monica, you're here Hi, now. Who do you represent today? I represent street pastors, rail pastors, any sort of pastor on the streets, that's me. So, on the streets of Romford, what's happening? Um, what's happening in the norm, actually the nighttime economy has changed quite a great deal. But we still find the same issues. People, people just indulging in alcohol, some of them taking drugs, they're homeless, those who are a bit lost. So yes, not, not a lot of nightclubs. We only really have like two small nightclubs, but that's enough to keep us busy. Thank you. So street pastors, you overrun with them? Sorry? Are you overrun with street pastors? No, I'm not. I need more. You need more street yes, pastors? Yes, we need you. Oh, yes. The Lord is like this, searching around for you up there, too. Don't think I've forgotten about you. So yes. what do street pastors do? Um, we really just love and care for people. Um, we very often share our testimonies. We don't shy away from telling people our story, our journey with Jesus. Um, we give out flip flops the norm. Flip flops water, but really, mainly, mainly, it's just having a chat with people that are struggling, that will have spiritual questions perhaps, and we're there to point them to the light. And they've also got rail pastors. Yes, rail pastors. I actually, can I show a little video? And, I hope so. And then my husband can answer the questions about rail pastors. Thank you, Sam. Bring it on. Sound like a professional, don't I? <laughs> So this is, this is hopefully going to give you an idea what we do on the railways, okay? And the majority of you know about street pastors, what we do. So while Sam is getting ready with the video, um, we are starting a new initiative. We're actually launching afternoon street pastors. And that's with the idea of engaging with young people and moms coming back from the school, coming back from picking up children from a school and also engaging with the kids that are standing in the street corners, maybe selling drugs, uh, maybe skiving the school or, you know, just up to no good. So that's the idea. We will be doing something in the afternoons from around 2 p.m., 3. You're going to have to start that again, Sam, sorry, until around 5 or 6. So if you have afternoons free, and you want to do this, let me know. 
Okay, this is it. This is us. There are several occasions where we've, we've seen people who just look fed up, basically, and when approached, just, just want to talk. Rail passes aren't about liking trains, but they do like people. We visit from station to station just to see if there's anybody vulnerable that we might need to approach and have a chat with. You can never be certain what people are thinking, what they're worrying about. You can only surmise by what you hear and what you see. Suicidal feeling, you know, it comes and it, and it goes. And if, if you can keep people talking, encourage them, just give them something, it can make a difference. Because there's a lot of fallout, other passengers who might have witnessed it, there's other staff that might have witnessed it. I have had people get very near the edge of platforms, particularly teenagers on phones. They're like this, and what they don't realise is a train can come along and take off their arm or take them off. There was a guy pacing up and down on the platform and we were somewhat anxious. We did ask, are you alright? Is everything okay? He said, oh yeah, 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 I'm just trying to increase the number of steps. There aren't a lot of rail passes in the country. People won't see many of us, but we, we are here and we do care. That's what we do. Um, but I'll tell you what the beauty is, Ian, with this, is that we didn't have to do anything. The um, British Transport Police came to us in 2017 and asked, can you help? The, the amount of suicides back in the day, they were like crazy, like too many, too many. So we just, and it's all to do because street pastors have a really good reputation. They hear and then they call us and it's about 100 rail pastors in the UK at the moment. We're hoping for more. So... You get the point. Let me just ask you a question. So we've yes, got sir. street pastors. Yeah. We've got afternoon street pastors and we've got rail pastors. What qualification do you need to be one of those? You need to be 18, uh, planted in a church for at least a year. You need to have our Christian values and you need to be available to do training. It's online mostly, so you don't have to travel to Brixton like we did back in the days in Aeon. And um, it mostly is online, only one session in Brixton, so you can meet with others training, and um, we do the rest. So, if God's leading somebody here to do something, I mean, what are you doing with your afternoons? Could you be out reaching out to the young people? What are you doing at two o'clock in the morning on a Saturday? <laughs> <laughs> you could be used by God. What about every time you've been on a train and heard service cancelled because a person on the line? What if we could do something to stop that? Amazing. Monica, you're here afterwards? I'm going to be here afterwards. So, so people can talk. If they can't get you afterwards, how do they contact you? Um, you can go online and you will find Havering. You just Google Havering Street Pastors. We have a Facebook. Hello, Brendan. 
Sorry. And, um, and then my number and the email address will be there. So yes, please. Yeah, just find us there. Thank you very much. Let's pray for the street rail afternoon pastors right now. Lord, we just pray for these people. We thank you that they are on the front line reaching out for you. And Lord, we just pray that you will just bless their ministry. Lord, if anyone here is just starting to think, I could be used by God in this way, may they, Lord, be inspired and take the next step. And Lord, we pray particularly for the rail pastors. Lord, give them that eye of Christ seeing the people you're seeing and the ability to reach to those in deepest need at that point, that they might save a life for this earth. And Lord, we also pray they'll save a life for eternity. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And actually, just before I go, we have, have saved five lives. We have had five interventions. Thank you, Monica, for coming. Really appreciate all you're doing. And uh, now we welcome, with a Romford Baptist Church welcome, Andy and Rihanna. It's good to see you both. And uh, for those of you who may be new or not come across this couple before, they, are, they were children in this church and they grew up. You were, yeah, no, you weren't. No, no, you were an incomer. <laughs> but they were both members of this church, having grown up and come to this church, been married in this church, and they've been serving God in Moldova over the last few years. And God's used them richly there, and we have heard the stories of what God's doing. But of course, we all know that the war has broken out in Ukraine, and... Uh, it's right that OM have taken decisions on where to leave their personnel and when to bring them out. And we are grateful to God that you're back safely. We are really grateful. Uh, we know that you needed to go to Romania for a while for safety and that you, it's felt right for you to come back. You're continuing to work with OM. You're doing the staff and us. Uh, volunteer coordination and support and so you're spending a lot of time on the phone and online and that just supporting the workers who are on the front line out there and uh, we're just glad to see you back and uh, so you'll see them around can I just say as a pastor give them space they've been through a lot it's not a time to start questioning them about everything it's a time to start loving them you know, we're, we're all very nosy people. <laughs> and sometimes we want to know so we can pray better. Let me just tell you, God knows. You don't need to know to pray. But really pray for this amazing couple as God just continues to work with them. We're grateful. Is there anything you want to say at the moment? Or? You don't have to, but you can if you want. You're being delegated. You, group with the mask, because otherwise... Getting used to being delegated to. Um, yeah, no, we're, we're really glad to be back. Um, it's a, a blessing to be able to be in our home church um, and to be worshipping together with 
our brothers and sisters here. Um, I was just reminded um, just before we came up of when Jesus uh, was telling his disciples, you know, there will be wars and there will be rumors of wars. Um, and that passage in Matthew. Um, and I think it's a reminder to me of, yeah, you know, things happen in this world that we have no control over. Um, and they're bad things. But we need to keep our eyes firmly fixed on Jesus. Um, yeah, that was kind of it. Thank you very much. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for Andy Rihanna. We thank you for their obedience to serve you. The obedience to go. But also, Lord, that you have reunited them with us. Lord, we thank you. And Lord, we just pray your blessing upon them. We pray for the safety of this beautiful child that you have created in them. And Lord, we just pray that you will just continue to surround them with your love, strength. And Lord, as they just come back and just reorientate, Lord, we pray they will know your ministry, your love. They will know your care and your healing. And they will know your strength. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you both very much. God bless you. It's great to have them back. Hayley. Oh, she's there. <laughs> Traffic jam in the doorway. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Um, there's lots of Easter activities happening over um, the next couple of weeks. Um, first of all, if you want to attend the next Holiday at Home event, that is for those who are over 65. Um, if you want to attend and you haven't given Vicky your name yet, she's not here today, she is preaching at Crown and Baptist Church, but please do see me after the service and I'll put your name down and we'll pass that on to her. As we've mentioned previously, um, there is a passion play happening um, over the Easter weekend and there are leaflets out in the meeting place. There's also the poster that's been up there as well. So please do, if you'd like to attend that, please do go and support it. They are also still in need of um, extra people to sing. So again, if that's something you're interested in, please do grab a leaflet from the front. We are having um, a Jubilee event in June to celebrate the Queen's Jubilee. Um, that is being headed up by Samuel and JJ. And out in the meeting place area, they will be there after the service um, because there's lots of different ways you can get involved. There's the practical side of setting the event up. There is also um, ways you can contribute to the actual event. Um, all kinds of different things. And the list is going to be out there as well. So if you want to find out more about it, please do speak to them. They would love to hear from you. Hannah has got lots of activities happening over the Easter um, period for children and young people. They will come up on the screen. Um, if you want to find out more about them, please do speak to Hannah. She's got leaflets. Um, the first notice, though, which is quite important because I'm going next week and it sounds good, there is a student social next Sunday after the service at Cosmos. If you would like to go, please do speak to Hannah about that so she can add you to the list and she can sort you out for that. And then finally, um, please do join us this evening at 6pm. Um, 
as we do once a month. Um, our theme this week is gathering around coffee, and it has been coffee actually works in quite well. Mm. Being a fan of coffee, um, there is a, it's seven years since um, we called Ian and Vicky to the church. So this evening, um, Ian is going to be having a question and answer session where um, we can find out more about how he feels the seven years has gone. Um, there'll be an opportunity to ask questions. I'm going to be getting some questions from the young people from Hannah. So please do um, come along. It'd be great to see you. Thank you very much. And thank you to all who continually support the church through your gifts and your offerings. And we're grateful to you for those. Those who've been able to put them in the boxes in the vestibule and here. Those who've given online through card giving in the vestibule. Those who are giving by backs or through the websites. Bless you for all that you give. Let's pray. Lord, we just pray that you will just bless us and bless the offerings. That, Lord, they will go to the mar those who are vulnerable, those who are needy. And, Lord, we just pr thank you for the food we've been able to put in the, for the food bank. And, Lord, we just pray that your hand will be upon everything that is given to the church for your use and your purposes. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to sing again, and as we do... The children and young people are going to leave, and if you want to just take this opportunity to put something in the offering, either in the boxes or the card machine, this is a good opportunity down. We're going to have God's word read to us now as Daniel's going to come and bring. Let's just uh, be quiet in prayer for a moment as he comes down. The word of God is going to be open before us. And as Daniel reads it, and as we prepare to hear it, May we be open to the Holy Spirit speaking. Lord, speak through your word. Amen. Bible reading is Daniel chapter 10. Daniel's vision of a man... In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a revelation was given to Daniel, who was called Belshazzar. His message was true, and it concerned a great war. The understanding of the message came to him in a vision. At that time, I, Daniel, mourned for three weeks. I ate no choice food, no meat or wine touched my lips, and I used no lotions at all until the three weeks were over. On the 24th day of the first month, as I was standing on the bank of the great river, the Tigris, I looked up, and there before me was a man dressed in linen, with a belt of the finest gold around his waist. His body was like chrysolite, his face like lightning, his eyes like flaming torches, his arms and legs like the gleam of burnished bronze, and his voice like the sound of a multitude. I, Daniel, was the only one who saw the vision. The men with me did not see it, but such terror overwhelmed them that they fled and hid themselves. So I was left alone, gazing at this great vision. I had no strength left. My face turned deathly pale, and I was helpless. Then I heard him speaking, and as I listened to him, I fell into a deep sleep, my face to the ground. A hand touched me and set me trembling on my hands and knees. 
He said, Daniel, you who are highly esteemed, consider carefully the words I'm about to speak to you and stand up, for I've now been sent to you. And when he said this to me, I stood up trembling. Then he continued, do not be afraid, Daniel, since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I've come in response to them. But the prince of the Persian kingdom resisted me 21 days. Then Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me because I was destined there for the king of Persia. Now I've come to explain to you what will happen to your people in the future. The vision concerns a time yet to come. While he was saying this to me, I bowed my face towards the ground and was speechless. Then one who looked like a man touched my lips and I opened my mouth and began to speak. I said to the one standing before me, I'm overcome with anguish because of the vision, my Lord, and I'm helpless. How can I, your servant, talk with you, my Lord? My strength is gone and I can hardly breathe. Again, the one who looked like a man touched me and gave me strength. Do not be afraid, O man, highly esteemed, he said. Peace, be strong now, be strong. When he spoke to me, I was strengthened and said, Speak, my Lord, since you have given me strength. So he said, Do you know why I have come to you? Soon I will turn to fight against the Prince of Persia, and when I go, the Prince of Greece will come. But first, I will tell you what is written in the Book of Truth. No one supports me against them except Michael, your Prince. Thank you very much, Daniel. So we continue in our series in the book of Daniel. And it might feel like a strange one to do on Mothering Sunday as well. It's been interesting as we've gone through Daniel, little did we know when we started Daniel what we would be facing in a world. And every week we have heard God's word speaking into our lives. You remember the first week where we talked about standing firm but being rooted. And it's that being rooted theme I want to go back to today as we talk about Mothering Sunday. As we heard Daniel read Daniel chapter 10, and just for those of you who think Daniel's beard is going well, it's because he's in the Passion Play. And... Uh, that he's grown it for that purpose. And uh, as, as Haley said, you know, remember the Passion Play still needs some musicians and they still need a couple of soldiers. It's not too late to get involved in the Passion Play over Easter. Good advert there, that man. <laughs> um, but I want to talk about this word, alongside rooted, of character. As we've read through chapter 10... At different times, it was about who Daniel was and his relationship with God that meant he could be the person that God needed him to be at the time. If you go back to the beginning of Daniel, you see there the, the officials and the men of God who chose not to just conform with what the king wanted. They wanted to stand up and conform with what God wanted. They wanted to trust God more than they trusted the king. And how right they were to do that, as we know. 
as they went through the story, and we had the famous stories of Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace, Daniel in the lion's den. And each time, it wasn't the king who proved trustworthy, it was God himself. And I think it's a lesson for followers of Jesus today to remember that it's Jesus we must trust. It's Jesus we put our faith in. No ruler or authority, but Jesus Christ is our authority. If we flick across to the New Testament, we see so many times where it is a description of those who are, could be used by God. It's how they must be godly. Have lifestyles that are fitting. How they must be Christ-like in their character. So what's this got to do with Mothering Sunday? And please, as I speak on Mothering Sunday, I'm speaking to mothers, fathers, all who nurture. Bringing up a child is a partnership in the home. And bringing up a child is a responsibility for the whole church. We have a joy when children are born to have a service which we often call a dedication where we dedicate a child to God's service and to God recognising that parents don't own that child but we are responsible for that child and as we look at Daniel chapter 10 I want to ask us What's the most important things we can put into a child's life, into a young person's life? What's the most important thing that should be in our life? And I want to say the word character, the word rootedness. I want to ask you the question, what are you really like? No, not what you present. We've all seen those people working, walking up the church drive, haven't we? And you can see husbands and wives who were far off, but they suddenly holding hands as they come into church. <laughs> we see it. Or we're moody, but we come in and we put our nice Christian smile on. I'm perfect. What are you like under pressure? What are you like when it's not going your way? And what are we building children to be? What are we encouraging children to be? What are we nurturing? Are we trying to develop children, young people that we can control? Or young people who will stand for God? Even when the going gets tough. Are we trying to make sure that our children have the best of every education and every luxury? Or are we trying to make sure they have a deep a meaningful relationship with God that shows his love 
and his care. You see, the challenge is for parents, and I speak as a parent, you want to make sure your children are okay, they're safe, they're secure. You want to make sure that you know that they're never going to get in any bother. Let me tell you, those of you who've got young children, they will go away. They will become uncontrollable. They will become who God's created them to be. And for grandparents, your children will never bring up the day, your grandchildren the way you thought they should do. But the quality that we need to look to is the quality of being people of God. Three facts. <clears throat> Let me tell you three facts. Firstly, God loves your child more than you do. Can you imagine that? Do you know how much you love your child? Oh, can you imagine that being more? God loves your child more than you do. Secondly, God can protect your child more than you can. You know, we want to protect, we want to put surround them. You know, God can protect your child more than you can. And thirdly, your child is not your child. It's God's child who he has trusted to you for you to nurture them. And so as we come and we try to live through life in the stormy worlds, there's that question about are we going to build children and young people who are deeply rooted that can stand in the storms? Or are they going to be blown over because they're not rooted? Are we more concerned that our children and young people will become lawyers and teachers and all sorts of great occupations or are we trying to build a generation of Goliath slayers who will slay those who come against God? So I'm going to ask questions about our discipleship and the way we nurture people today. You see, in this generation, we're easily knocked off by our faith in all sorts of ways. And in the New Testament, we've got the parable of the builder. Remember that one? Are you building on rock or sand? I might have mentioned before, I don't know if I have, but I come from Devon. I might have mentioned it, I don't know. One of the things that those of us who come from Devon know is that you do not build a house at the top of a cliff. There does seem to be some architects, forgive me if you're an architect, who seem to think they know better and they spend a lot of money to get a plot of land and build their house on top of one of the cliffs in Torbay. And those of us who are local know that that house may not last very long because the rock is sandstone. 
And every year, great big chunks of it fall into the sea. The foundation is not strong enough. But if you build a house on Dartmoor, the rock there is granite. That will be there long after you and I have gone and our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren. That will not move. What are we building lies on? Something that will move, something that will stay firm. You see, we need to build children to not be dependent on parents and unable to cope in a world that is trouble. We need to build children who will know how to trust in God even in the difficult things. And as we look at verse 12 of Daniel 10, it says these words. Do not be afraid, Daniel. Now why does Daniel take so much notice of those words? Do not be afraid, Daniel. Because he has known God all his life. And if God says, do not be afraid, Daniel knows it's okay to not be afraid. Maybe, as you heard about street pastors and rail pastors and afternoon pastors, you think, I can't do that, I'm too frightened. Let me tell you, I'm sure if Monica had more time this morning, she'd be able to talk about actually how God has protected. God has always been there. Oh, God's always given the answer, the moment. And that, those words, do not be afraid. And it goes on, do not be afraid, Daniel, since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and humble yourself before God, your words were heard. Do you see how that is all about relationship with God? It's all about who Daniel spent time in relationship with. Those of us who are doing the Bid Still course on a Wednesday evening at the moment are just spending time reflecting on how important it is to spend time with God. And I really commend the book that's on the bookstore, Be Still, as a time just to go through and just start to contemplate how we actually earth ourselves how we actually put foundations for our life down by our relationship with God. And I think there are some copies of that book still on the bookstore. But you see, it comes from that relationship with God. And if we do nothing else as parents, the most important thing we can do is give our children a relationship with God. And teach them about God loving them and trusting them. We've looked at the book of Daniel in awe as we have seen Daniel getting insight as to what God's about. But none of that would have happened 
without his relationship, his deep relationship with God. And that relationship which is character building, life forming, behavior controlling, that goes beyond the superficial into the deep, deep, deep. And I sensed as I was preparing today that God's challenging us maybe as parents, as grandparents, as supporters of families, as those who care for loved ones, that God's challenging us, and maybe even ourselves, about our relationship and our children's relationship with God. That challenge that moves beyond go and get the best qualifications you can get to go and be the best follower of Jesus you can be. And a follower of Jesus may be a risk taker. I, as a parent, always had those dreams for my children, did you? My dreams of what my children could do. And they're not doing any of them. I mean, part of me was dreaming that they'd have a good job and I would have a nice, comfortable retirement on my children. That's not going to happen. That the fact that they were prepared to be what God wants them to be is far more rewarding to me as a parent than anything else they could have done. And so I want to say to you, as you, your children grow up, and you start to talk about them options, have you stopped to pray about it with your children? What's God saying? Is God saying for you to go, for them to go and serve him overseas or in the UK? If your children felt the call to be ministers, of God's church, would you feel that second rate to the lawyer they could have been? Have you gone to where God's called you to go? And we are promised that God will always go with us and God will take us through tough times, but he is in control. And God is looking for us to show his behaviours to our children. One of the things that saddens me, and I'm going to be careful as I say this, but I'm going to be clear. When our young people spot the bad behaviour of adults in the church, You don't say, well, actually, they shouldn't notice. Yet they do notice. They notice the gossiping. They notice the racism. They notice the stupid statements that people make. And actually, each one of us who do these things can become an obstacle to someone following Jesus. 
We want to have a church where children are rooted in Christ and they're going to stand up for him. And that will start when the adults get rooted in Christ and stand up for him. When godly characteristics are more important to us than our way. When bullying stops. And I just feel, as I read Daniel this week, that God is saying to us, question yourself. Question your walk. Question your walk. There's an African proverb that says, it takes a village to raise a child. I think it's called Ubuntu. Somebody might correct me on that, but it's... Judy, am I wrong? I'm correct. Oh, that's a change. <laughs> Thank you. It takes a church to raise a child. Each one of us playing our part to put good in. And on this Mothering Sunday, I'm wanting to ask the question, what are we raising? There's a song we're going to sing in a moment, just as a sort of prayer. And then I'm going to say a little bit more, but it, the song is an old song. I don't apologise, some of the old songs are really good. I want to build with silver and gold. I want to serve the kingdom of God, the purpose of God, in my generation. And I want to ask you the question today. Is that your dream? That you will serve? Is it your dream for your children that they will serve? Will you, like Daniel, be able to say since the first day that you'll set your mind to gain understanding and humble yourself before God? And maybe today there's a bit of humbling going to go on as we let God have his place. Let's sing this song as a prayer. in your heart, Lord. What is on God's heart this morning? Is it your relationship with God? Is it your behaviour? The question I've got going around in my mind is if God told you what to do, would you do it? Are you prepared to pay that cost?
I sense God saying to somebody here, stop the arguing. To another, get your relationship in order. To another, give me what I have asked. And to another, put down your critical eye and start seeing good that I've put before you. Lord God, as you speak, Lord God, as you speak into our lives, as you overcome our moods, our stubbornness. Lord, we just pray that real strength from you. And Lord, we just pray that your hand will be upon our children and our young people. For Lord, they will be Goliath slayers rooted in your word and in your love. And Lord, that we will be your people who will show them the way in godly ways. And Lord, as we pray for ourselves and our children, we pray for your children everywhere, for your world. Lord, we pray for peace in the Ukraine. We pray, Lord, for the forces of good to be greater than the forces of evil. Lord, we pray that your hand will be upon us all. Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask one or two of the leaders to be available afterwards at the front. Judy, will you coordinate it, please? Just make sure if somebody wants to, if you want somebody to pray with you, just come forward to the front afterwards, and they'll be there to pray with you and to be a part of that. But we close by recognizing that God has a great vision for us. Remember, after service, there'll be people who can come. If you want to come forward for prayer, there'll be some of the leadership team who will be here to pray with you. And I just say, remind you, Monica will be out in the vestibule or the meeting place, and she'll be able to tell you about street pastors. And also, please sign up to help with the Jubilee event. That's going to be such an exciting event. But we need lots of help 
It's not all big tasks. Some of it's just smaller tasks, but we need a great team activity that day. And now may the blessing of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit be with each one of us this day and forevermore. Amen. Amen. God bless you. And mums, have an amazing day. May you have no washing up, no cooking, and lots of pampering. <laughs>